What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to NerdWide Podcast. This is episode 37, and this one is going to be a fun one. We talked about it last week. Uh, it's going to be a really big review-heavy week. Uh, before we get there, though, I am your host, Tyler Haynes, with my favorite co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. And Tyler, how's your week going? You know, it's it was, I would say long, but the, the first half of it went really well. I watched Batwoman Season 2, maybe all 18 episodes in three days, all while working. And oh, I got some thoughts on that. We'll get to that one. Um, but let's get to this housekeeping real quick. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or our podcasting services if you enjoy the show. If you like it even more than that, you can always have a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on whatever podcasting service you use. If you want to go that extra step, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide and pay us a couple bucks that way monthly if you want to go that route. But Chris, let's let's talk. How's your week been? Uh, busy. We actually had to work overtime, so mm-hmm. I was... Um, this is just, normally I have a three day weekend, so I just had a two day. So I had to binge everything for the we podcast last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was jam packed. Let's, Chris, I want to get right into this because I have had so many thoughts and we watched so many shows. I, I really just want to talk about this because I've been talking about it with my wife, you know, she watched a lot of this with me. And yeah, I just I've been really just itching to talk about this with you. I know some of the things we texted, we try not to, so we give our full reactions to each other on the episode. But there was a lot of these shows I just had to text you and just couldn't stop doing it. Um, I want to jump right into the TV. Like I said earlier, I've been watching Batwoman season two. So of course, this is the mm-hmm. season where our one of our favorite actresses from Krypton, Wallace Day, is in. She was only in the last three episodes. And I, I, I like Ruby Rose a lot more than the, the actress that plays the, I'm going to make sure I get her name right. Um, but I, I prefer Ruby Rose after watching both seasons now, um, not uh, Wallace Day, because there's spoilers coming with that. Javisha Les- Leslie is her name. But I just... I don't know. I don't know if it's the way they acted her or directed her rather, or if it might have been just her acting. I just wasn't a fan. I liked um, Ruby Rose's Kate Kane. She was a lot more serious, not as jokingy. She was a lot, you know, just kind of straightforward and to the point. This one is Felicia. Is that right? Javisha is more uh, your CW esque actress, kind of. Bubbly at times, serious at times, but it was a good season. Like the way that they had everything rolled out, it was great. The the twists were fun. Um, the first season I liked a lot more just because I didn't know much about it. And this one came back. We got a new, there's a new bat suit, a new Batman. Very last episode. That makes it a lot of fun. A lot of cool uh, Easter eggs throughout the whole season. And... But it's, we'll see. I mean, no crossover. Oh, there was a crossover. Diggle was in it, like I thought he would be. But for maybe a total of three minutes screen time in the whole season in one episode. Mm. So he was in Gotham on a Argus trip. This is your this is your Green Lantern watch, everybody, in case you're wondering. Uh, you know, I, we could do a cool little spin little logo thing. But this is your Green Lantern watch for this week. He's in Gotham. First off, he's in there for Argus, is helping him do something or sent him there for some reason. 
And then the secondary reason is they have the top neuroscientist um, in the world in Gotham. And so he's there trying to figure out what's going on with his headache. Well, in Flash, he, I guess Batwoman came on first before Flash. So, but it's, uh, I think, I honestly think the first three episodes of Flash season eight, because, you know, they said there's some crazy crossovers going to happen. I think we finally get a Green Lantern then, maybe. Or is he going to be in Stargirl? Which I'm going to talk about here, you know, after that. But Wallace Day, I forgot how much I missed her and watching her act. And she did, she did a great job, but um, she's not going to be in it anymore. So That sucks. Yeah, they just kind of wrote her off, I guess, the, the character, Kay Kane. So, not really spoilery, guys. I mean, no, they just said. No, when, when they announced the casting, they said that uh, she was going to be Kate Kane after the accident. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she looks different and all that. Yeah. It's very whether they she she looks a lot like Ruby Rose. Like I was sitting there when they were had the same hair and everything. I was like, Yeah, I could see her, you know, they look a lot alike. But yeah. I prefer Ruby Rose as my Kate Kane and Batwoman. But that's okay, you know, everyone's got their own opinions. And then the other thing I watched other than our shows was Stargirl season two uh, had their premiere. Man, I miss this show. I really did. And I was watching it with Jamie, and we, you know, they're summing up a lot of what happened in season one. But this one is going to be, it's called Stargirl Summer School, is what this one is. Um, she obviously is doing the whole thing where she's being a superhero more. And so she failed her classes. And to go on in high school, she has to take summer school to pass. And that's how we got to the, where this season is. Um, Green Lantern makes an appearance, the Alan Scott version, which we always had the Lantern from season one, and now the Alan Scott's daughter has come to claim the Lantern, and that's where we're going forth in this season. And oh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. The, they had an awesome battle. They you could tell they they found their groove this season or last after last season because the the effects were bumped up a little bit better, and just gonna be a lot more fun. It just has that Smallville feel to me, and. That's what I'm here for. I probably need to check that show out and get caught it's, up on it. It's fun. It's it's a little, it's like a teenager campy. I mean, it's, it feels like Smallville to me, like early Smallville. And I just, like, and it went to 0 to 100 real quick in, in season one. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go with it this season. Again, I'm pretty sure some of these people are going to cross over into The Flash. But when they do, like, the little... They did a crossover poster. We've talked about it before on the show, but they had Stargirl, Batwoman, Supergirl, Superman, um, Flash, and Black Lightning, maybe? It was for their promo for this year. So we'll see if they Mm. actually all cross over. We know we're not getting a crossover this year due to the pandemic, but I don't know. I'm I'm having these hopes with the mini crossover for the first three episodes of Season 8 of Flash that we're going to get some of these characters in and out of this and I can't wait like I would love to see Stargirl interact with Flash or even Batwoman for that matter yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun yeah Chris you've been watching anything else other than our shows I know you've said you had a lot of overtime this week but yeah I haven't had time to watch anything else this next week hopefully because I think American Horror Stories latest season 
just kicked off, mm. I think. So if it did, I'm gonna I'm gonna get started on that. No, you're gonna have to let us know how it is. I will not be watching it, obviously. No. no. Have you you've never tried watching any of those, have you? I so the first season Or did you start season one? Yeah, I started season one. And it's I will never forget it because it starts off with them going into the basement of a house and a ghost or something, you know, jump scares. And I said, Nope, I'm done. That's good. Good show. Don't have fun. I'm not watching this. So, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> All right, Chris, it's time. I'm putting the full spoilers tag up, and I'm leaving it up for all three of these shows we're going to talk about. So, audio listeners, um, skip ahead because we're going to talk about Superman and Lois, episode 14, What If, the first episode, and the first three episodes of Titan season three. I know we said prior we were going to do the first two. Did not realize the first three dropped, and they're doing a weekly drop after that, which is so much better for our show. So it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we're gonna be doing the first three episodes and not the first two. So if you've only watched the first two, make sure you pause this here, watch the third, and then come back. All right, Superman and Lois the Eradicator. I know I texted you last night when I watched it, and I said Superman and Lois this week, A plus. And I, I still stand by that after having a night of sleep on it. This week's episode was really well done. And I keep forgetting we've been waiting two weeks for it. But I felt like the CGI was on point. The story was great between everybody. Like the, well, okay, the Gazette closing down and maybe the, um, the town hall I felt were not really needed. But even the, right. the story points with Sarah and Lana and Kyle, I felt like were, were actually good. And I cared about it this time. And then the, the party scenes were fun because, like, yes, we're, we're in high school. We're having fun. We're cutting loose. We have that teenage angst, anxiety issues going on, you know, of um, who likes who, trying to be friends with them, you know, while still having a relationship. And then seeing um, Lois on TV, I mean that that part got me. Or they had her on TV, like on the tower, and yeah. um, what's her name? The Leslie Lar. Yeah, Leslie Lar. And I was like, oh my god, it's about to happen. As soon as they put her on that yeah. tower, I was like, oh, they're gonna do that scene again, and they sure did. But then um, John Henry Irons throws the hammer, takes out two different uh, Kryptonians, and I was like, yeah, this was this was oh, it was so good. Oh, I love this episode. And and the guy he was fighting looks at him and goes missed. Right. It's like no, I didn't. He goes, I never missed. So he... <laughs> oh, so good. But so I I asked you right before because there's a there's a slight um, slight not really a reveal it's a tease that Tegan is the character name. Tegan. Tegan's father was put in prison in Central City, which is why she and her mom moved to Smallville. Right, just apparently a couple months um, before. And anytime you mention Central City, of course you think of The Flash. And it's like, well... Right. Who, who is her father? Because they don't do stuff like that on a whim. Mm -mm. And they... I'm looking at the wiki now, the Arrowverse wiki. Let's see. She says she's a student. This most recent episode, we get her talking about her father. Do we know who it is, though? 
you doing everyone? So it says smile y'all time. She says happy. No, they didn't say who it is. But that's I yeah. bet if anything, Chris, that's gonna come in into season two. They'll pull that storyline in. Yeah, just something else to to pull in. But my question so Metropolis is all this is going down, right? We've got Kryptonians killing mm-hmm. a bunch of people. Uh, you know, Edge is there taking over. He's all blue and glowing and everything. Where was Kara? That's a very good question. There's a bunch of Kryptonians destroying Metropolis. And you see your cousin being, you know, decimated. And you see your cousin-in-law, I guess, about to be killed. Where are you at, Kara? Why, why aren't you there? I just, I don't get it. <laughs> but, you know... That's, I, this one had a better well, tone to me. This episode did, and I enjoyed yeah, it definitely. a lot more. Um, them going back to Metropolis was great. The ending was so much. I, there were so many times I thought the episode was going to end right there towards the end of the episode, and it didn't, and it kept going. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, because I could have swore when when Leslie Lard flew up and was about to blast her. I was like, oh, that's where they're going to end the episode because that's where our commercial break happened. And I was like, oh, right. man. And then I, I'll press up on my uh, controller and it still had, you know, 30 minutes left. I said, oh, my God, what else was what else is going to happen? And then um, the car accident or the car flipped at the end and landed or whatever after hitting uh, Morgan Edge. I was like, I thought they were going to end mm-hmm. it there. They did not end it there. And then when he gets kidnapped, no. I thought they were, he was going to end it. They did not end it there. They came back to it. I was like, Jesus, what are we doing? But uh, like, that's, that's what I love, though. I mean, that's that's what makes a good penultimate yeah. episode like this. But the car accident scene felt so good because we were, you know, this whole season, the, the grandfather has been not really so much about his family. And now he even went to go pick up the boys to make sure they were safe. Mm-hmm. And then the whole car flips. And we see Jonathan's issue with um, you know, not really having any powers. Jordan was pretty much powerless the whole car fight scene. I mean, I don't, I don't. If I was a writer, I would have had this would have been the moment for me to have Jonathan manifest his powers. Um, yeah. Or even have Jordan have be able to fly or something, because mm-hmm. to take on Morgan Edge to protect his girlfriend that he loves, obviously now. But the we ended the episode with him being kidnapped and getting um, Tauro's father put into Jordan's body and his eyes glow. And the, the actor today, he put the oh, I wish I would have taken a picture of it. He put that picture of his eyes glowing as his profile pic on Twitter. I was like, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is. I'm excited for next next week's episode because I just, I just don't know where it's gonna go. I mean, I really don't. Yeah. So, which yeah. super uh, in it, I'm sure. I kind of, I kind of think. And I know I've I've been saying this for a while that I think Kyle sacrifices himself. Yeah. I think he, I think he, he either gets caught in the crossfire or sacrifices himself. And it's Jordan who kills him, mm. and. That drives he and Sarah apart. Yeah, I could see that. She and, gets that conflict because, like, she because there was one thing that happened. They said it was Morgan Edge, and she's like, "How you know how to do that?" And Jordan Jones was like, "Just trust us," you know, or something like that. 
I, for, oh, I forget what the direct line was. I wish I remembered it. But it was like something like they all clearly know what's going on. She's the only one out of the loop. And she's yeah. frantic. But, man, they did such a good job because, you know, they both got out of the car. He takes Jordan. And he said, all he says was, I love you. And that's it. And they flew off. Yeah. And, like, there's real fast, like, and then, the, you know, um, which was the plane all along. But Jonathan trying to shoot him was really cool and everything, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I am yeah. so ready for. Not. Oh, it was about the. Uh, no. The device that calls Superman. She's like, "What's a blah blah blah, whatever they call it, the device." Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, not that it would have done any good, but you wonder too if Jordan chose not to fight back. Right. Because he didn't want to put her in danger. Or know that, or her know that he's got powers, or the whole right. Daniel with the Superman and everything too. I mean, there was a lot going on that that whole scene, so you really don't know. I honestly. I was kind of waiting for Clark at the town hall for it, like for it to get out of hand and for yeah. him to try and calm everybody by just like opening up the shirt. See, nice. I think that oh, see, I just, there was a lot of moments they could have done that, especially like, if he's going to tell anybody this season, it's going to be Lana and Kyle or just Lana. Yeah. I thought he was about to tell Lana what was just them at the kitchen table when they were being mm-hmm. semi, not really romantic. I was like, he's about to tell yeah. me Superman because this is why you need to stay. But, I mean, it's crazy because that's the same thing that would happen if the DOD took over anybody else's town. Like in, in, yeah. in a normal day, like they'd be like, well, they'd all be pissed off. What are we doing here? But I just, mm-hmm. I don't like the Gazette at the, at the, um, at Smallville. It just doesn't do anything for me. But that was good. Good yeah. episode. A plus. I enjoyed it. Good job. They listened Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. Finally. <laughs> right. All right, Chris. I want to get into this next one. This is what if um, I guess we're calling it Captain Carter because I don't really know what the first episode was titled. Um, what did you? I'm gonna start off with this question. Really, do you think this is the story that they should have started this series off on? Um. I mean, I think it was fine to start off on on this one. I think uh, you're banking on a huge fan base for Captain America. Right. Um, you've got the the Steve Peggy romance going on there. Um, so I I didn't see any issue with them starting off with this. Uh, I think it would have had more impact had Chris Evans been able to come back and voice the character. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have given him something else to market. Like Chris Evans returns as Steve Rogers. Right. Um, so I I didn't have any issue with it being the first episode. I thought it was it was fun. Um, I loved the I loved Bucky's line when she throws him up on, onto that. And he's like, he almost ripped my arm off. Oh, it was perfect. Like, they, they did so many little cameo things like that. It was great. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I really thought it was good. I, what I enjoyed, you know, we talked about this, you know, in the past, that all these cast members are returning for the roles. Literally almost every single person returned besides, like, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, 
um, which Josh Keaton did a great job. He's he's one of my favorite voice actors. He did Shiro in um, Voltron, and he's got a whole mm-hmm. he's got a whole just several pages long of uh, voice casting. Um, Sebastian Stan did was funny. Neil McDonough was back. Samuel L. Jackson, obviously Haley Atwell. Um, which someone asked, you know, would she come back? And she said, well, yeah. I mean, why are people asking that? I don't know. But, I mean, it was, it was good. Like, Dominic Cooper returned as Howard Stark again. And right. I thought it was cool that since they got the, the Cosmic Cube that Iron Man came into effect much sooner than he did. And I thought that was very fun. I really like the animation that they're going with for the show. Yeah. Um, very, very beautiful and very visually stunning. Uh-huh. And I loved having the Watcher in there with Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, him kind of narrating everything of what's going on. I, I enjoyed it. And I, I, it's one of those things that it was weird watching a two-hour movie put into 30 minutes because that's yeah. you know, how long the first Avenger was, you know, and they kind of – ramped it all up and it still had that heart and you still had those cameos like with, you know Bucky's arm and uh, mm-hmm. Iron Man and stuff like that so I'm excited for next weekend which is um, T'Challa Star-Lord and with, of course with um, Chadwick Boseman coming back for um, Black Panther so yeah but, you know, I, I even like the, they they did the um, they did the bit with in this case it was Steve as the Hydra Stomper falling off the cliffside, right. being buried in the snowdrift. It wasn't Bucky, it was it was Steve. So yeah. they and listen, uh, Haley Atwell or Captain Carter, she's a beast. Like when the whole car scene where she hits the shield and throws the car over her, she goes, Oh, that was cool. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> she's very self aware. <laughs> yeah. But she she handled the shield then, and they did the whole sexism thing as well. It was like, a, mm-hmm. you know, we can't put a woman on the front lines and stuff like that. And clearly, you know. Yeah. But, you know, she also, um, you've still got the spoiler tag up. So oh, yeah. No, this is full we'll spoilers st- for, we'll for all this. We'll say it. Uh, she sacrifices herself. Mm-hmm. So in, instead of Captain America frozen in ice for 60 years. Right. Um, she's in the in the other dimension right in the tesseract right. for 60 years which comes back when so, uh like when the avengers when loki first opened up the portal when loki came to the portal mm-hmm. it was her instead of loki and hawkeye and mm-hmm. which you know it's clint barton and uh which is actually the voice that um uh, where'd he go uh jeremy renner and mm-hmm. nick uh, fury so it's pretty cool I'm ex- yeah i'm excited to see where it goes We've got a, there's so it, many it's stories that be can do fun. with this. Yeah, because we know we're getting Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's, what are there, two or three episodes with Spider-Man? Oh, there's there's different ones they, for a lot of them. And we're getting What If the Avengers Were Zombies. I'm really excited about that one because mm-hmm. that's a good comic book read as well. Yeah, um, yeah it really is. It's going to be fun. I mean, it, as far as all of our shows this week, this was the weakest one to me. Uh, but it's just because it's this storyline doesn't really, I don't really, I didn't really care that much. If that makes any sense, I don't really care that much, but I cared about it. But like when, as far as was, what if Black Panther comes to Star Wars, it's a more interesting story to me because that leaves more to the imagination. What if, you know, Captain right. Carter, you know, I mean, there's obviously 
so much you could do with that. I don't yeah. know what we're doing with this next one or the next two stories. I I wonder if these had been hour long and if they had not just done the Captain Carter version of the first Avenger, if they had actually gone off script and done some unique story. Right. If that would have caused things I to feel like uh, that would have been a little bit more exciting to me. Just because like yeah. with, with it doing oh, going well, over the first movie uh, Captain America's first movie. It didn't really leave much up to imagination besides different scenarios they were in, but yeah, that's just me. I mean, e- even even down to the the Red Skull doesn't have a long life in this one. No, uh, not, like, not even a big importance in this movie either. <laughs> he kind of goes away quick, um, but it. I like like you said the animations amazing in this and uh i would uh highly encourage people to check it out i think if you watch it this next week so that you can go right into the t'challa as star lord mm-hmm. episode you may enjoy it more because number one you're going to have an hour's worth of show right as opposed to 30 minutes so yeah, it was Literally only 30 minutes with maybe four or five minutes of credits, like classic uh, Marvel television does. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, I want to get into probably the my biggest show, well, a show that both of us have been waiting for for a minute yeah. since watching it. Uh, something that, you know, some would put, a TV show, some would put synonymous with Nerd Y podcast, and, and that is Titan Season 3. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, the first episode was some of the best television I have ever watched. And not even just the first five minutes, but the whole episode was just banger after banger after banger after banger. And starting off with, so in the in the trailer, they showed Jason Todd's death by the hands of the Joker. We, we all knew that was coming. Right. I did not expect them to do that in the first five minutes of the show. I was like, oh, okay, so they're right. really getting this over with, so they didn't really spoil anything. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, you're spoiling the show. This is what, you know, showing in the trailer, a big, you know, big uh, story beat. They did it in the first five minutes. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. We really killed him off just like that. And, of course, we never really saw the Joker, but we saw his pant leg. We heard his laugh. And we saw him, the classic comic book scene of with the crowbar just beating Jason Todd's so, back. So while we're on this scene, there's one thing that I want to I wanna bring up. And I thought it was funny because the Joker's been portrayed differently over the years, mm-hmm. right? And he's been portrayed differently in the films. If you look at his first victim in this show, which I think was like a security, security guard... guard. Um, when, when Jason Todd walks up and sees the security guard, he's got this permanent, like exaggerated grin, like Tim Burton's Batman Joker does. Um, so I thought that was an interesting choice that they made, not to just have a victim sitting there, but it was this stretched out grin on his face. And, uh, that it, it was fun. It was like a callback to that to that film well even with the the purple pant leg and the shoes that he had on, yeah that's all they showed of him you know besides the silhouette from the back mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i watched this episode twice 
<laughs> I loved it. Um, the first one, because, you know, my wife did not watch the first two seasons of Titans. And she was gone yesterday what? when I watched this. No, it's just not her thing. And there's probably something else going on when, we were watch- when I was watching it at the time. And so I watched that first episode. And I had to stop because I was going to watch Stargirl next. I was like, okay. And so I I stopped. And when she got home, I said, hey, rewatch this with me. And I mean, she watched the rest of the episodes with me tonight, tonight anyways, but oh, so good. So we get to that moment and then we go immediately go into the, the cool team up fight scene of the Titans in San Francisco with Gizmo, which is one of the Teen Titans biggest villains or one of their villains. And I thought that was a lot of fun. I didn't see that the fight scene with Nightwing hitting every, like everybody did such a good job. The choreography with Beast Boy, him jumping off the fence and turning green and then turning into the tiger. If you notice though, they never showed him changing in any of the episodes. I've never showed him changing. I imagine a little CGI heavy, even though they got, you could tell that they, they got that HBO Max money though. Could you see that this season? Because it's definitely uh-huh. a different film definitely. than the first two. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone does such a great job. I mean, Starfire's got her new suit. Superboy and Crypto did great, um, and we we see all the Titans doing a a press conference with um, with the press, and I thought that was a lot of fun. The the cops were like, well, "Why would they have that?" And Superboy as well. I thought it was this Contagion thing, which apparently is a, a comic book thing they do with the Titans as well. And you know, Beast Boy getting offended that they didn't want his autograph. I just, that was, that was so fun. And, you know, Nightwing. It's hard even, to top a super. Right. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, but Jamie saw that scene and she was like, you know, but he can literally turn into any animal. I was like, well, he can only turn into a tiger and a, a snake in this show so far. Yeah. So. But he, he was watching Animal Planet or something. Yeah, he, and... he was watching all, all these ferocious uh, apex predators, you know. Yeah. Trying to get, I guess, inspiration for mm-hmm. what to turn into next. I hate that. It, that felt that pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. I don't. I'm assuming we're still getting Raven this season. She's just not in yeah. the first three episodes. Yeah, they showed the uh, the preview for episode four, I think, and she pops up. Okay, good. Because it's just you can't do the Titans without Raven at this point. You know, he's a little. No. These boys a little love struck right now. He goes talking to her. I loved it. I was like, I loved every bit of it. Dick getting the phone call from uh, old uh, Corey saying something like, uh, she's like, oh, why weren't you there to handle the press? She goes, well, you know, Batman, I never did the press. And she was like, well, that's why the press is always wrong or something like that about you guys. I was like, oh. That's why they hated you. Yeah, why they hated Just taking stabs. I love it. Just, it's just teamwork things. And, of course, he gets the call and about Jason Todd. We did see Tim Drake. And it's the only time we have seen him so far mm-hmm. in the show. Um, He's a big Batman. Fan. Yeah. And I'm excited about him being the new Robin. I don't know when that will be. I've already seen pictures of, of him suited up, or at least on the face. He's got the, the black little mask thing on. Um, but I'm curious to see where how he gets brought into the fold. But his acting was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, when he was sitting, yeah. he saw the emotion in his face from when he saw that Robin was dead. I was like, oh, this guy, he's going to be good for uh-huh. the team. I can't wait for him. Yeah, but you brought up a good point. How do you bring him in? Because in these first three episodes, we find that Bruce has walked away. Mm-hmm. He he 
we we haven't even gotten to the no, to the, the moment that makes him walk away. Oh. But he's walked away. So will we see Tim Drake track down the Titans and Nightwing take him in because as much as he wants to not be Bruce, he can't help but follow in those footsteps. Will he kind of mentor him? Right. And then See, I don't there's so many because I mean he's, his whole family is there. I mean his mom, dad, and his cousin. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I don't I don't know. Maybe that his family something gets killed due to Red Hood or something like that, and he wants vengeance. Or I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, he doesn't have. Don't look. He's got any training whatsoever. I really there were, these episodes were full of like chock full of um, Easter eggs. The Batcave, especially when they were when uh, Nightwing first walks down, you see all the trophies, you see the Tyrant Stars Rex, you see the coin, just chock full of everything. Mm-hmm. And I love how yep. every show does that. Even Batwoman has a Tyrant Rex in it, although it's a little small, little uh, miniature, like a little stuffed animal type thing, but it's still there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, the biggest part. I'm trying to so we got introduced to Barbara Gordon this time. Great job. I, yeah. my, one of my favorite parts of this whole episode was her, Bruce, and Dick sitting around the and having drinks talking about Jason. And yeah. they're back and forth. And I was just so good. Like yeah, that, Barbara just, just gave it right back to him. She said, you know, you're yeah, the reason awesome. all of us the way we are. Oh, that went south quickly. It was so good. And I, I love how they're portraying Bruce. I mean, he's obviously been doing this for decades at this point. Yeah. And the same stuff, and he's just kind of tired of it. And he's calling this thing a war. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, this is not a war. And this is because you, you, a lot of this is your fault and wanting this to keep happening. Oh, so good. And then, of course, the the ending of it um, was, I'm sure we're missing things, just because there's so much in this first episode that happened. But Well, the, the, the big the big instance with Bruce is probably the key moment from the first three episodes. Yeah. The, when he goes, he goes to Arkham. I was not expecting this scene at all. So like we, it it starts with Dick laying in bed and then the lights turn on. There's a lot of clang on the floor and Bruce is standing like on the opposite side of the entrance way of the room. And he says, it's done. He goes, I've done it. And he said the same thing is he was laughing the whole time I was bashing his head in. I was like, wait. And then like it, Bruce disappears, of course, like Batman does. And it zooms into the crowbar and it's bloody. And you can tell there's some gunk on it too. I said, oh my God, yeah. he killed Joker. <laughs> like he really just killed Joker. That's not the takeaway yeah. that we were trying to get away with these things, uh, Batman, in those conversations, but... He no. killed him. He said he he won in the yep. end, and well, Barbara got through to him, I think, because she said that you want him to keep escaping, right? So that so that you have a purpose. Now he said you're. She said you're just as much to blame as the Joker is for everything that happens, because they keep mm-hmm. doing that whole cat and mouse thing. Um, so we won't be seeing Joker anymore this no. uh, this show, but well, in theory. But they really said he's dead, so I don't see how he comes back from that. Well, um, but was Jason Todd ever dead? Because that's something that the characters bring up, like who resurrected him. Right. Do they say and, Rachel Gould and remember, name, name right, him? because, yeah, 
because he can do that. Right. So He's got – so. That's what I'm saying. Like, this season, I feel like, is such a – I mean, as much as we loved season one and two, this season, the first three episodes are already such a better improvement than and, the first two seasons. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the doctor's name. Who was the doctor at Arkham? Um, remember in Gotham, he was played by B.D. Wong. Oh, uh... He was doing all the experiments on people and bringing oh, people back to life. I already, I've, hmm, this is a talk, I'm looking at a whole little list of Easter egg things. I'm trying to see if they mentioned it. No, they didn't mention them. But yeah, they... But, uh, so there's ways to bring these characters back. Right. It, un, unless, of course, um, we can kind of touch on this. Unless, of course, your name is Hawk. In which oh, case. Dude, I'm telling you, like, these, these first three episodes are so good. Right, let's talk about the second episode. So that's how the first one ends. The second one starts off with um, with Dick working with Sam, um, Dick working with Barbara trying to solve this murder um, with the Red Hood bombing, which is they throw it back. They say that's how the Joker got started with the Red Hood, and mm. this lady throws a Red Hood up or whatever, and bombs and at an ATM, at right? ATM. <laughs> yeah. My wife said, you know if. If someone leaves it anywhere and just drops a bag and starts running, she goes, I'm not going to stand there and look at it. She goes, I'm going to start running as well. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. It's a, you know. Yeah. Um, so then the Titans come to Gotham, which I thought was so cool because I was curious to see how they were going to do that. Was the Titans going to come to Gotham? Were they going to stay in San Fran? Um, but I, I will second- say, we, we talked about this just real quick because we're going to be talking about her a, a, quite a bit. Um, and remind me of the name of the actress that played Barbara. It is... I can't remember. Let me see. Barbara, 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 Barbara. Uh, Savannah Welch. Savannah Welch. Fantastic job in this. Yes. Oh. I mean... She's a good addition to the cast. perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. And it's... I'm curious to see. Oh, there's just so much that I just love, love about this show. The they did the whole like this. This show is is so definitely rated R that I absolutely love it. They should do whatever they want to. Like the girl's got um, yeah. numbers carved into her arm. They um, she crack kills her own you know breaks her own neck and kills herself, which is physically impossible, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, they they. They call the phone number, mm-hmm. and it starts this chemical reaction oh. in her forearm. Oh, I, I and so it. she just she reaches up and just snaps her own neck. I thought they were about to do the whole Dark Knight thing of having a bomb in her stomach or something like that, but mm-hmm. they did a chemical reaction, which put a nice little twist to it. But I'm sure that was a yeah, you know, you know, callback to the Dark Knight. There had to be some sort of thought process to get to that point. Um, so all that happens, they call the Titans in. Um, we find out there's a Red Hood character that's starting all this. The bank scene happens. Uh, oh, we even mentioned the 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 leader. That's how this episode started. It was like a whole Dark Knight episode of all the, the mob bosses around the table. Uh-huh. And they were like, who called this meeting? I didn't call it. And they said, did you not call it? And then they said, okay, well, I'm going home. Drops a bag. And they and some Red Hood goes, open it. And of course, everyone pulls their guns out, starts shooting it. Excuse me. 
uh, start shooting at no nowhere, just start shooting. And comes down, kills that guy. And he said, open the bag. And the girl pulls out a head and the dude goes, oh, that's my, uh, my sister's boyfriend or whatever, or husband. And it's a second, it's a, his second command. He says, yeah, he goes, all your second command's heads are in that bag. And it was just such a power move. Oh, so good. Yeah. But, and then the whole bank scene this episode where they blows up uh, the bank, essentially, it was just a little flash grenade. Like, I just, I thought this was so well written because, like, they have all of this pointing to Red Hood and Robin, but nobody caught on to it. Because obviously, they think Jason Todd is mm-hmm. dead. Of course, at the end of the episode, we get the whole Red Hood. Uh, reveal. I think out of the three episodes, this was the weaker of the three, but do you just, think that, just by a little bit? Do you think? And I mean, obviously, if you're familiar with the Red Hood character, you knew who it was. Mm-hmm. But do you think they revealed it too soon in the show? Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know because this show, if you're if you remember, it has like two or three villains throughout the whole season, and. Right. Because the next episode is titled, episode four is titled um, Blackfire. So we're going to introduce into her. And she's supposed to be like the big, big bad of the season. Uh-huh. And I'm curious, but uh, I think the reveal would have been a lot better for the season three or the episode three uh, because of yeah. everything that happened. It made it a little bit more personable, if you, uh, yeah. if you ask me. But they couldn't have not revealed them to set things up for episode three. So, right. But it's, they had the mystery there. Could they have done maybe one more episode of the mystery of trying to catch this guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't, for me at least, but it's, oh God. And then episode three happens. I mean, we find out the episode two that it's, it's Red Hood. It's uh, Jason Todd. Jason which, Todd. If you know the comics, obviously that's who that is. And he is just off his rockers. No one knows how he's brought back to life. I don't know how he's brought back to life. I don't have, because Bruce even saw the body. He gets wheeled out uh, by a gang member. or I'm pretty sure it's a gang member. We found out in season three or episode three. I don't remember. Just some random guy that they got thrown off of out the window and killed. <sighs> but th- this episode was so good. Um, Alan, who plays a Hulk, acted his ass off this whole episode. And yeah. obviously, because, I mean, there's... Uh, no, no coming back from at the end of this episode, but and just the whole the whole Jason and Hawk rivalry back and forth that they've had in season two, and just continues on with this one. He's like, I'm just gonna kill him. And he goes, he's crossed the line, and there's no coming back from that. He has to be stopped. He tries to do that by himself. Obviously, gets a just phenomenally <laughs> crazy. Um, writing on this the the bomb is in his heart in there with barbs where you can't pull it out or else it'll just rip everything to shreds and it's attached to his heartbeats it's not attached to a time i was like guys this right. is and even think about doing beta blockers and slowing his heart rate down oh so good and then of course it, it yeah you know go ahead dove dove is thinking about doing beta blockers to slow his heart rate down then she climbs on top of it mm. That was my problem. Like, no, that, that's going to bump things up here. So, <laughs> but they never that. had his heart rate change. No, they they never showed anything about it. So I, I was like, well, okay, it, whatever. 
it's going to put a lot of crazy dynamics into this because obviously there was always the Dick and Don romance going on in the background. Right. And before she met Hawk and everything, while they were, anyways, while they were around. Um, so that's going to put something there. Obviously, Donna's is going to get revived over in Themyscira. There's no way she does not get revived and come back into the show. But I felt the. So the episode ends with him getting blown to smithereens and half of Wayne Manor at this point. But the what got me was the the Garth scene with him and Garth sitting there talking mm. and going back and forth. I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And I could tell it was coming, but, you know, they've done that. Well, the past couple of seasons, you thought Don and um, Hank are going to die, and they never did. Yeah. But then this episode, I was like, oh, they might actually kill him off, and they did. And the yeah. way that they did it with, with Don pulling the trigger, and he said, oops, I may have given you the detonator. And he goes, this, you know, it, she, to shoot Jace, so it was either – Shoot Jason Todd to kill him, so he drops the remote and it releases the, the whatever it is, the switch, or, Trigger. or you know she has to kill him to do that, or Superboy figures it out in time. The little, which they've done him a, a good justice as well, making him do it fast and, and the, everything. The crazy thing about it is right. If she doesn't pull the trigger of the gun, he probably gets there. Oh just no, in he time. would have gotten. He had five, five heartbeats left. He would have been fine. But she yeah. she killed Hank. I mean, yeah. and that is, that's going to have some implications in the next couple of episodes because she's not going to be able to know that she killed him. But this is, it, it also did one good thing for Dick's character because he actually, he's, he spent so much time around Bruce that his instincts are opposite of what other people's are. So something keeps telling him, no, we, we need to let Superboy figure this out. Right. We, we need to let him do his thing. Don't pull the trigger. And she finally gets to a point where she gets desperate. She can't resist pulling the trigger, and that's what kills Hank. And, oh, God. Oh, it was heart-wrenching. And the, the way they shot it so well with Superboy... Well, the, you see his heart rate, uh, it was like at five or something. It was like three or five. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, sweet, Superboy's going to get there. And then you see the shooting, she, you see it, she see the shooting scene, he goes, oh, that might have been the detonator. And you go flash back to him, and it hits zero, and he kind of looks up, because he was singing a little uh, pirate shanty. And he looks up, and it just explodes. Like, just, like, uh-huh. half Wayne Manor's got to be gone from this small little bomb. And then you see Superboy come up. You see him around the corner, and then the fire, you know, rushes past him, and he's still standing right. in the doorway. And here comes Crypto, walking by, yeah. just whimpering, and then sits at his side. I was like, "Oh my god!" And you see everyone's reaction to the bombing, obviously. And then the episode ends, and then that was the first three yeah. episodes of season three. And I am even more hooked on this show than I was going into this season. Because I'm uh-huh. telling you, I don't know, maybe it was HBO Max money, or they just found the rhythm and the writing what they wanted to do. But this season is, to me, miles apart from season one and two. And yeah. just from like the casting, the writing, and what's going on, like I just, 
I'm a like everyone needs to be talking and watching this show, and I don't know why mm. they're not at this point because this is so much better than your DCEU movies. This is so much better yeah. than to me some of your CW shows, and yeah. no one's talking about this show, and it, it's driving me nuts. I loved every single bit of it. Yeah, this and and I like uh, I like Doom Patrol as much as I like this one, and of course they're they're in the same universe mm-hmm. um but uh to me if i had to rank i'd say the hbo max series that dc's doing are at the top the cw shows are next and their movies i mean we we love suicide squad right, right? Well, that's one but their movies, movies right their movies are kind of eh mm-hmm. you know they they had a hit with the first Wonder Woman film. They had a hit with the first uh, Aquaman. This most recent Suicide Squad. A lot of people like Shazam. Mm-hmm. You know. But we only got the Snyder Cut of Justice League because people kept yeah. just hammering them about I had it. To have that content. Otherwise, yeah. So God, I love this show. I just I can't wait. I I have to have more. And it being a weekly is is everything I want because it keeps the conversation going. Where if mm-hmm. we had all these drops, all these moments would have been great, you know. But it should have been trumped by the next couple moments. You know what I mean? So I feel like they did a right. great job with how and, they're doing. And this. we didn't even we didn't even talk about what's going on with Starfire. No, what is going on these, with Starfire? I, it it's got to be tied to. Um, um, I'm drawing a blank. The big bad uh, Blackfire. Um, Blackfire. That's it's got to be tied to Blackfire. See, that's what I was thinking until episode three, where she saw the guy transporting uh, Jason Todd's body, and little blue aura or whatever took over her again, and she starts seeing it. So that's what I always thought at first. I was like, "Oh, it's got to be Blackfire," but then she saw that connection with Jason Todd's guy taking him away. So I'm like, "I don't know what's going on." And the fact that she's yeah. speaking in Tamaran and um, just walking all over the place, like having a sleepwalking effect, uh-huh. I don't know what's going on. But that was really cool. Like the visual effects of her eyes and her waking yeah. up on the street. Oh, I'm t- this show's just too damn good. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing else to say. Okay, we're 50 minutes in the show. We haven't even started our news yet, <laughs> which is exactly how we knew it was going to go. I'm taking the spoilers tag off. Welcome back, everybody, if you don't watch the shows. We've only got just a very few news items across the board today. First one is Chloe Bennett exits the CW's Powerpuff. Now, I know what you're thinking. Not Everyone watching. said, oh, she just quit it. No, she didn't just quit it. There were some other issues. We're going to Variety.com for this one by Joe Otterson. Chloe Bennett has stepped down as one of the three leads in a live-action CW pilot based on the Powerpuff Girls Variety has learned exclusively. Bennett was set to star as Blossom in the pilot, which is currently titled Powerpuff. The show was originally in contention during pilot season earlier this year for a potential fall air date, but the CW made the decision to redevelop and reshoot it instead, with CW chairman and CEO Mark Pedowitz calling the first pilot a miss. According to an individual with knowledge of the situation, studio Warner Brothers Television wanted to extend Bennett's option as they reworked the pilot, but scheduling conflicts forced her to exit instead. Casting for a new third Powerpuff Girl will begin in the fall. So, what was supposed to be the premiere date 
is actually doing is one of doing the recasting. So like they're it looks like they're not even doing a like they, they from this article says casting for a new third Powerpuff Girl begin in the fall. So that's not even the reshoots. Right. So no. It just makes you I mean do you think I know you texted me this, but do you think that others are gonna exit after this? Do you think they're just gonna scrap the whole project or or what? Uh I think it's it would be easy to see it happen that this delays things because they, you know, like they said, they're not recasting her part till the fall. That opens the door for someone else to have a scheduling conflict mm. and have to drop out. And then if that pushes things back further, this could become the halo of, <laughs> of TV. Um, I think they just missed the boat. What, and I wonder if we even get the show now. What do you, to you as a Chloe Bennett fan, what does this do to you for the show? For your interest in the show now? I was never into the Powerpuff Girls anyway. Right. Right? So it, it was a little bit, I was a little bit older at that point when it came out. So it didn't really have me as a fan anyway um i was tuning in to see the interplay between dove cameron and chloe bennett that was my main hook to bring me into the show so will i give it a shot maybe yeah but that's the thing it went from yeah i'm gonna check this out to i might yeah and I've heard because I did a little bit more digging into this because I was curious if she why she exited, and it was obviously due to scheduling conflicts. But I've been told it's from Marvel scheduling conflicts this fall. So I'm very happy. Yeah. So that's that's what yeah, one I, mean, I read said. So I mean, could she be doing a VO for uh, Quake or you know or something like that, or is she coming back into something? Who knows? I mean, I I know that you were really looking forward to the show so i hate it for you but if it's if she's not doing this because of marvel oh, then yeah i'm okay with that i'm i'm very i'm very yeah. happy bring back very... uh, duff cameron while you're at it so yeah back into marvel it shows marvel yeah i don't know why i was thinking yeah anyways and the last tv story i got for you doom patrol season three has been announced for september 23rd so we might get Doom Patrol and Titans airing at the same time. I mean, mm -hmm. they're spoiling us, you know? <laughs> we made it. Here we go. Yeah. On top of all the Marvel movies, hopefully, if uh, if COVID starts abating. Not like well, it is. September. What's the next Marvel September 3rd. project to drop? Three weeks. September 3rd. Shang-Chi. Yeah. So. Which is exclusively you know. at the theaters. Yeah. What What do you think Scarlett Johansson thinks about that? Yeah, well, it makes you think, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, releases this week of August 16th, August 22nd. Is Sunday, August 22nd, The Walking Dead's final season premieres on AMC uh, next Sunday. I have fallen off maybe four or five seasons ago. Don't plan to pick it up to watch it then. I feel like that's where everybody else is. So, 
Do you think you'll ever binge it? Like, yeah. Do I, a rewatch? And... I think down the road I will. Do I? I don't see it anytime soon. But yeah, I do. Maybe once everything's yeah. done and I can just go to Netflix and finish it all out and have to wait for anything. I just I miss those days. I don't I don't know if you, you were in on the the Walking Dead train too, like watching it weekly and everything, right? At one point, yeah, yeah. I, I miss those I was... days. That's when like everybody was glued to their TV on Sunday nights, and that, then yeah. I feel like the momentum shifted, and I just never got back into it. I think uh, the majority of fans never got back into it either. So, right. but that's it. That's all we got for TV this week. All right. That means it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're heading into movies, and the first thing I have to watch, to have to have to watch, <laughs> what? Uh, first thing I have to ask is Tyler, have you watched any other movies this week? Uh, no, nope. Didn't watch any other movies this week. Yeah, I didn't have time. Um, I got a couple I'd like to. To check out soon, but oh, there is that the one so I, I texted you. I want to check out, and I might watch it this week. Is the um the documentary Val Kilmer one on Val? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about that one. There's also a um, four or six. It might be a six part documentary on Hulu, where Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney just sit and discuss. McCartney's music and oh, that would be and he tells stories and, and all his history. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I might have to check that one out too. Um, so this week we watched from Netflix or it's on Netflix, The Losers. So I thought um, this movie came out in 2021. Turns out 2010. 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the cover art and I was like, oh, I remember that from a while ago. Um. Chris Evans, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, Idris Elba, Zoe Saldana, Zoe Saldana. Was there someone else I'm forgetting? That uh, Oscar Janita played Cougar, and that might be it. As far as big names, who played? Uh, oh, what was his name? Pooch. Was his name Pooch? Pooch, uh, Columbus Short. Yeah. Um, basically, these guys are a military unit, and uh, they even refer to themselves as the as losers. The losers. <laughs> and, uh, this guy from the CIA um, attempts to kill them while they're on a mission. You do have the spoilers tag up, right? Oh, this, I mean, it's listen, from this 20 movie is 11 years old. There's no need to have a spoilers tag. Yeah. We go full spoilers on this one. Um, <laughs> so he, he attempts to have them killed. They, they're they supposed to uh, to go in and, and basically whack this, uh, this leader in this other country. But they see a bunch of kids there mm-hmm. at the compound, and they're like, hey, we, we can't we can't bomb this place. There's kids here. And this Max guy, who they don't know, they don't know what he looks like. They don't know who he is. He just comes back over the comms and says, uh, "We know that there are kids there. Right, said, the drop is going to go." Do, still do the mission. I'm like, who is yeah. this guy? <laughs> yeah. So they basically storm the place to get all the kids out, and they succeed. 
they get to the chopper that's supposed to pick them up. They're told, hey, there's only room for you all or the kids. So they put the kids on the chopper to get them out of there. And so the guy then has the chopper blown up, mm-hmm. shot out of the sky. Um, they're presumed dead. And the rest of the movie is Zoe Saldana's character, who we don't know who she is at first, but she attempts to work with them to bring down this Max guy, um, who is played by Jason Patrick. Um, We find out it was her father that was in the compound that Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character kills uh, right before they get out of there. So she's kind of wanting revenge, but at the same time, she knows he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. She just says it doesn't matter because I, I guess it's the fact it doesn't matter how bad he was. He was my father. So, yeah. um, but things get hot and steamy at times between she and, <laughs> and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You know, I guess if someone's going to try and kill you, that's one heck of a way to right. have them get close. Um, Chris Evans is great in this. He's just goofy. He, he plays the yeah. nerd. <laughs> yeah. He's got no the, el- the elevator. Whatsoever. The elevator scene. <laughs> Dude, it's from Die Hard and everything. Just so good. Uh, this it's movie just... was a lot of fun. Like, it really was. Mm-hmm. And especially for a, an 11-year-old movie, to me it still holds up. Like Jamie says, why did you pick such an old movie? And I said, it's it's trending. Because I guess it just came on Netflix. Like When I was looking, when we watched it today, it was number seven in movies for the United States. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's trending. So well, that's why I thought it was new. And... But now these, you gotta think, all of this was before any of these have the fa- any of these actors had the fame they do now. So I mean, you've got two right. MCU, well, three MCU characters before they were even in the MCU, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan before he was, um, he's obviously done Supernatural by that time, but he hadn't done um, The Walking Dead like we we're just talking about. So I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's he funny was. To watch that. Was he not? I'm trying to remember the year. No, that was well before that. I was so I was trying to remember when he did Watchmen, but Watchmen I think was further that's, back. That's a good call. Correct. The Watchmen. Movie. Watchmen was it, was that like two thousand six, two thousand nine? Yeah. So he had just done Watchmen right. when he went in to do this. So um, yeah, but Chris Evans, Zoe Saldana, and Idris Elba, all from the MCU, and Evans was already he was right there about to to take off because uh because cap 2011 so he was yeah and you can tell in this you can tell in this film he's already Mm -hmm. working out he's already getting the physique that he needs for the part um but at that point he was only known superhero wise as johnny storm poor guy uh (laughs) still good movies i still still stand by uh, good movies yeah yeah, they're not they're not bad. I thought Michael Chiklis did a good job as thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this film is. I I won't touch on Idris Elba's part and how that. The twist. How that goes, yeah, but uh, they got very creative. The action with the way really they good. killed off some people. They were so much fun. The, uh, like, I just like oh yeah the way they did things. Uh, Did they ever have a second the one? The scene was. Do you know? Actually, I'm sitting here. I, gotta, I don't I know. I got a computer here. Did they? 
Because Max is still alive at the end of this. Yes. Though his watch gets stolen. Right. Uh... Um, his second in command is not, however. No. He he flew into an airplane engine. <laughs> Oops. Brutally. Um, yeah. No, they never. And we don't really that. know. We don't really know if Idris Elba's character survived either, because of the ramifications of mm -hmm. the other guy's death. Dude, the the guy um, who plays Cougar is such a good shot. Like all of his shots yeah. are so cool and amazing, and just your classic action but, movie flick. Yeah, but don't touch the hat. Yeah, don't don't ever touch the hat. I mean, that's just common no. sense at that point. <laughs> but it's um, I I did like the way that they ended it. You know, like they they were at the soccer match. Mm -hmm. It was real lighthearted. And yeah, he gets it. Boy, that soccer referee was oh right crap. <laughs> don't just don't mess with her. Just go sit down. But uh, they're now they're even betting on kids' soccer games and and all this mm -hmm. stuff. It feels like a film, and uh, which is I'm sure why you ask it. It feels like a film that they set up for a sequel. Right. Like they wanted this to maybe be a more comedic version of The Expendables or mm -hmm. something like that, where they just they keep surviving and they keep going on these missions. And I wonder if it was the success of the MCU oh, that killed took it. everybody away. Because Chris Evans especially, then Jeffrey D. Morgan gets on Walking Dead. I mean, these sorts of films, they don't film them back-to-back -back all the time, but you want to have them on a regular cycle. Mm -hmm. Kind of like they do with the Fast movies. You know, every they know every so often they're dropping one. Um, so I wonder if that's what did it. If it just killed it, and they're like, "We'll just leave it at that one film." I, it felt like it's a, it felt like a 2010 movie though. Like you know how the that decade had that just a feel to it, and that's what this one had. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I, I it was a lot more fun than I thought I was gonna have with it, and it had that little comedic beats in it like our Marvel movies do, and it just like the. When uh, Pooch gets his leg shot, they said, stay it up. It was, oh, everyone's a jokester today. <laughs> it was just so, yeah. some of the funny stuff they did in that. I I just reviewed it on Letterboxd like I normally do, as is tradition. I gave it three and a half stars, almost four, uh, which comes at C plus, B minus for me. Just, yeah, it was good, but I really want a second one. I really do. Just be, I loved all the characters in this one. I'm assuming Idris Ilba is dead. Um, but you never know. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I, I, I would come in at three stars, right about that same. It was enjoyable. Uh, it's not game changing no. though. It's it's not. It's it's one that if somebody were asking you, hey, I, I want an action movie to watch. That's yeah, I can just sit there and enjoy and have fun and and this is one I would recommend. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call. So, all right. We enjoyed that. Next week, next week, but you just can't get away from these MCU guys, can you? <laughs> just, they're, they're just everywhere. Uh, also, on Netflix, we're going to watch 
Extraction. Yeah, we are. Starring Chris Hemsworth. So, we get to see non-Thor Chris Hemsworth do his thing. And the Russos direct this one. Yeah. So, so a little bit of a tie-in. I've, I've heard it's good. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to see it yet. Oh, so we're going to put it to the uh, test, Chris. We're going to put it to the test if it's good or not. I wonder if it'll be better than this one. If we'll Ooh, if we'll give it let's compare a similar score for next week. All right, first bit of movie news uh, from the Hollywood Reporter by Pamela McClintock. Warner Brothers and AMC strike a 45-day exclusive theatrical window deal for 2022. Um, this is a new deal with Mega Cinema Chain AMC Theaters. Warner Brothers has agreed to return. To an exclusive 45-day theatrical window in 2022. Uh, AMC CEO Adam Aaron unveiled the pact Monday during an earnings call. We're especially pleased Warner Brothers has decided to move away from day and date, Aaron said. We're in active dialogue with every major studio. Warner Media engaged enraged cinema operators when deciding to open its 2021 slate simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. The company has since said the move was in response to the ongoing pandemic and not permanent. Insiders add that the AMC arrangement was agreed to in March. Um, I mean, I guess it's fine. I don't think that this is, I don't think this is Warner Brothers caving to the uh, to to the theaters. It's them caving to the actors. Yeah. Who are saying, hey, our contracts say we get a chunk of the box office and you put this up immediately on streaming and we're not getting anything for it it's mm-hmm. what we're saying with black widow and scarlet joe yep so i mean well and, and they don't so. yeah it's i don't have an issue with it but at the same time i look at it and go looking at how things are going in the world right now mm-hmm. I think theaters might be shutting down again for a little bit. Yeah, it's. I, w- I hope we're not at the point where it's going to get worse before it gets better again. But seeing the numbers of COVID and everything, it's it, mm-hmm. it's got me worried. So I mean, only time will tell. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's like what they're do- Marvel's doing with Simi Liu and uh, Shang Chi. They're doing the whole. Um, they're calling this the September third an experiment to see what the numbers look like. And obviously, he was very pissed off about all those statements, but. Or they want to see what these numbers are like. I mean, I'm just glad that we're still using HBO Max, but even if it's 45 days later, I mean, if there's a movie like, um, let's say Fast and Furious, for example, if I didn't want to watch that in theaters, well, I've got 45 days or something, and then I can watch it from the comfort of my house and not have to go out and about or do anything. So just like your your lo- your lesser movies that you don't, your interest-wise that you don't want to see, you don't have to. So in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you know, we're we're at the reliance of uh, of people who still have to make decisions on how to protect themselves and others. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a second a second worker at at my job uh, died of the virus. Really? So didn't get a uh, the didn't get twi- the vaccine. As far as I know, did not have the vaccine was the twin brother of the first guy that died. Really? Um, yeah. So, um, 
but they both died from the virus. So, and both, as far as I know, were not vaccinated. Both believed it was something just, that was just, just the like flu, the flu. Chris. It's just the flu. Yeah. Yeah. So within two weeks, their mom has had to bury them both. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't get on Facebook for, for that reason anymore. I can't. I, yeah. Everyone, everyone on yeah. Facebook's much it's, smarter than I am, apparently. Or the doctors, yeah. or my experiences. They, so. Or the scientists. Yeah, or, or the scientists, or the doctors. It, it, it just upsets me. People that, could, people that barely graduated lunch in high school right. now think they know more about medicine. Than... It drives me absolutely nuts. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, back in the news, Miss Brie Larson has begun filming Captain Marvel 2. Or the Marvels, as it's mm-hmm. actually going to be known. Um, this comes from Screen Rant's Nicholas Graff. The Marvel star Brie Larson confirms filming has begun for her MCU sequel with all the shuffling of productions and release dates. Many wondered if the Marvels might be pushed as well. For now, it looks like the film, titled initially Captain Marvel 2, is still going to be released in 2022 as part of Phase 4 of the MCU. Uh, Larson's Carol Danvers was first hinted at during the end-credit sequence for Avengers Infinity War back in 2018. She was officially introduced and became Captain Marvel in the movie of the same name in early 2019, and returned to help defeat Thanos in Avengers Endgame. Her next appearance will be in the upcoming Captain Marvel sequel, a film that had its name changed earlier this year to the Marvels as it's set to incorporate both Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau introduced in WandaVision as part of the main story. The if you want to read the uh, the interview, that's just a little bit down. That's the that's some okay. fun part. During a recent Sirius XM interview, Brie Larson confirmed shooting for the Marvels had begun while she was careful not to give away any details. Larson mentions many big sets and expansive worlds. She also pointed out how lucky she felt to have the role all of which can be read in the transcript of the interview that I'm about to read right now. <laughs> it's pretty surreal, though. I mean, when you're doing films like this, they're unlike anything else. Huge sets, huge amount of people on set, a lot of specialist specialty things. It's a really unique experience. I'm a huge fan of Disneyland, and for me, it feels like I get to go to my own private Disneyland every single day because they're building all these insane worlds that no one else knows about. No one gets to see. Well, I mean, you'll see it when the movie comes out, but for now, it's just mine. I'm in sets that are bigger than you could imagine right now. It's really special, and it's really just fun and bizarre. It's also just something I never thought I would do in my life. Like, I was pretty sure I was just going to be a side character in indie movies for the rest of my life. So depressing. So this is just, <laughs> so this is just beyond my expectations. I don't know. I'm pretty just happy and stoked every day. I don't find it to be that hard. I mean, these movies are quite epic to make, and they take so many months. Right now, I just feel pretty happy every day. I just smile a lot. I just feel pretty lucky I get to do this, get to play every day. That's yeah. That's awesome. I mean, when you when you have your actors and actresses this excited to make these movies, it it sh- it shows in the production of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like you can yeah. tell, and then just like her, Tom Holland. Robert Downey Jr., I mean, majority of them love well, their characters. And that's 
kind of what influenced Feige, right, to change the way that they structure the contracts. Mm -hmm. He wants people who want to be a part of it. He doesn't want to have someone committed and they come in and just do whatever they do and go about their business. Right. He wants someone that's excited to be part of the universe and is re-upping on a regular basis. It drives hype to the show. Too, um, so, and the yeah, it does. Um, third news item, The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf premieres August 23rd with an awesome looking trailer. It's, it's an animated show that's like a prequel to the the Witcher series and the the trailer looks so good like I this was on my radar not really that heavily into it but after the trailer I'm like yeah okay I'm in I'm ready for this and it's a sh it's a movie it's not a show so I'm really excited about it it yeah the the Witcher is one of those shows that I need to get caught up on it's it's good I'll probably I'm wondering though if I should watch that first, and then watch the actual live action. Oh, this this film first. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah I'd say do that because it because this one delves into what makes Witcher a little bit more, and so you'll understand okay. Henry Cavill's character a little bit more. I'd say yeah, that's what I would do. Fourth news item: Idris Elba announces he will be playing Knuckles. Sonic 2. He's just winning lately. And all it's all it's all he tweeted on Twitter was knock knock and a picture of Knuckles' glove. And it said Sonic 2. I said, okay, I'm here for this. And then the the guy that plays Sonic um, retweeted it and he says, uh, who's there? <laughs> just a question mark, that's it. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. Uh, final news item this week, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, delayed again to October the 15th. Um, they might want to be careful because October's Halloween Kills month. Yeah, we, we've got a lot to watch that month, so they're going to have to take a chill pill. <laughs> they, uh, All this, right. This is what concerns me, is they're trying to keep this ahead of Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. they keep delaying this. It, it, it's worrying a lot of people, especially since we still have no word or no trailer or anything for Spider-Man. Right. So. Well. Anyway. But, you know, I, I think people were getting nervous about not having trailers and stuff for some of the other Marvel series and, tight, and mm -hmm. films. And then all of a sudden, one drops, and people are like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah we're fine. It was okay waiting. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Uh, but we have no new releases this week, theatrically. Mm. Um, which is going to lead us into uh, many people's favorite portion of this show, games. Now, Chris... Last week, I know we talked a little bit before the show. Catch everybody up. Where are you with Madden? What's going on? And yeah, what, what's just, what's going on with Madden? Did you get a chance to play? Have we, we you know, I am great with the Titans yet? Or so so as an EA Play member, I got ten hours to play before the the three day early pre order drop. Right, and I've got so I'm like eight and a half hours into that ten. Uh, I've spent it all in Ultimate Team, 
just because when I play franchise, I know the time's going to get away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spent it all in Ultimate Team. It's still just as easy as it has been to navigate that as far as the menus and, and things like that, but they have changed some things. Um, the default setting, and I didn't notice this with 21, so the default setting for the audio is that it comes out your controller hmm. um, instead of the TV. That's so, funny. yeah. So, like, when, when you've got you're returning a kick or something, you'll hear the footsteps of the player as they're running. You'll hear the grass crunching underneath their feet. The uh, And it's all coming out of your controller. Um, the one thing I will say about all, the return game, for instance, in Ultimate Team, it's um, slow. It seems a lot slower than last year's game at launch. Um, usually I just let the AI return the kick. I don't yeah. mess with it. But these guys are going very slow. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know if that's just the way that they want it to play at launch. Knowing that as the year goes on, the the players will get faster. Um, there was an Xbox glitch where I guess it even when people closed it out, it kept running in the background. Oh, so no. they would log... They would log back in, and their ten hours are gone. That's that sucks. And because <laughs> e- EA said, yeah, EA said that they're going to work with them on that and get them more time for the trial. Um, PlayStation didn't have that issue. I had a a hiccup last night where I couldn't log in for a minute. The EA servers were down. I don't know if they were doing no. some maintenance or what. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, here we go again. So, but uh, overall, so far, what I've played of the game is good. Next week, I'll have played some franchise, and that was what got the biggest overhaul. So, um, I'll be able to talk more about that. But Ultimate Team seems fine. It seems like one big difference that I will say with Ultimate Team, from what I can tell so far, when you earn something, you get it. I haven't seen an option yet of, oh, you've earned this pack. If you'd like to purchase it with points, mm-hmm. go to the store and add points to your, you know, they used to do that. And a lot of people hated it because it's like, if I earned it, give it to me. Right. I reached this XP level. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. So hopefully they've gotten away from that. Um, so good. I'm excited to see what changes they make to franchise. Um, I mean, we talked about this last year on the show. I haven't played a Madden in, you know, years since Antonio Brown was on the cover. R.I.P. 19. Yeah. And as far as this week, I dove back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've been playing, mm. among us playing with Splitgate more and Samurai Warriors more. Um, I'm back into Valhalla. They just had their Siege of Paris, their most recent DLC drop. I have not played that or the prior DLC because I want to go through and 100% the game before I get there. And I just had the itch right. to, to play it again. And I'm, I'm hooked back in, Chris. I know. It's it's God's claws. I mean, like today I got three new achievements that I hadn't gotten in the past. So now all I have is uh, catch every fish on the fishing line and then complete um, Jotunheim. And then I'm done. And then I'll jump into yeah. the DLCs. But that's where I'm at until I'm 100% of the game. I'm really excited because, I mean, they're, they're continuously evolving this game. 
these two expansions we already knew about. So I'm curious to see what the rest looks like. But apparently Siege of Paris is a lot of fun. And it's got a lot more hidden ones content in it, which is what I live for, for the Assassin's Creed. So I'm right. excited. I just got to get there first. But yeah. we've only got one news item for games this week. And that is Xbox Gamescom stream announced for August 24th. They've already said they're going to focus on updates from previously announced games rather than new reveals. So don't be looking forward to anything soon. Will we see something Halo? Maybe. I don't see why not. Because they're going to be on stage again. Will we get a release date? Maybe. I don't know. But apparently the the little the beta or alpha or whatever you want to call it, uh, the firefight from the new Halo did really well for multiplayer players. Like really, really, really well. So mm-hmm. I can see that coming out soon. Speaking of coming out soon, releases this week. Marvel's Avenger, Avengers Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion comes out August 17th. I will be delving into that. 12 Minutes launches on Xbox and PC August 19th. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut for PlayStation 5 and 4 comes out August 20th. And Madden 22 comes out August 20th as well. Chris, we had a big week this week. And I am even more excited for next week. Mainly just because we get Superman and Lois finale. And another episode of Titans. If we're going to be frankly, that's just what I'm looking forward to this week. Um, yeah. So guys, make sure you're watching our shows. Make sure you're watching the um, what the God the extraction this week if you have not already seen it, and make sure you subscribe to either our podcasting services or YouTube for that matter. If you like what you see, leave us a thumbs up or give us a good rating on podcasting service. If you don't like what you hear or see, make sure you leave us a comment. And let us know what we can improve. Can't improve. We don't know what to improve. Uh, if you do an extra mile, go to Patreon.com/nerdwide. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow the Nerdwide account at nerd_wide on Twitter, or and you can follow Nerdwide.com on Facebook as well. You can follow me at Ty_Haynes on Twitter and Chris at MathTN7. But guys, that has been this week's episode of the Nerdwide podcast. We cannot wait to get to you next week, and make sure you are getting vaxxed, wearing your mask, and washing your hands and socially distancing if you can. And we will see you again next week. Later, guys.